the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Monday, October the 30th, 2023, in the year of our Lord. On October 30th, 1974, Muhammad Ali, the boxer, he knocked out George Foreman in the eighth round of a 15-round bout in Kinshasa, Zaire. It was watched all around the world, that particular boxing match, that fight. It was called the Rumble in the Jungle. Today in 1912, I thought you should know that. Today in 1912, Vice President James Sherman, he was running for a second term of office with President William Howard Taft. He died six days before the election. Today in 1938, the radio play, The War of the Worlds, starring Orson Welles, it aired on CBS. People are still recovering from that particular program. I'm sure you know what it was about. Today, in 1945, the U.S. government announced the end of shoe rationing, effective at midnight. Today, 1945, World War II. Today, in 1961, the Soviet Union tested a hydrogen bomb. The bomb had the force that was estimated at about 50 megatons. Today, in 1975, the New York Daily News ran the headline, Ford to City, Drop Dead. That was the day after President Gerald R. Ford said he would veto any proposed federal bailout of New York City. Ford was not from New York. He was from, where was he from? Michigan? Somewhere up there. Anyway, he was not a big fan of bailing out um, New York City. They had financial problems. And he said so, and it it caught on. He was quoted, I remember when that happened, and he was quoted for months after that, you know, New York City dropped dead. Today in 2001, the Ukraine destroyed its last nuclear missile silo, fulfilling a pledge to give up the vast nuclear arsenal that it had inherited from the breakup of the Soviet Union. I would imagine someone somewhere in Ukraine has had second thoughts about that. Actress Angelina Jolie, who cares what she thinks? Well, millions do. That's why I'm mentioning her name. Actress Angelina Jolie has come out swinging against Israel's bombing of the Gaza Strip in retaliation for the horrific terrorist attack by Hamas. It killed, as you know, over 1,400 Israelis initially, most of whom were civilians. She put up an Instagram on Saturday of this weekend. Jolie rightly decried the attack on Israel before going into her denouncing of the Israeli Defense Force assault on Gaza. That's becoming the tune hundreds of thousands, if not millions, demonstrated around the world this weekend against Israel because they said Israel is is creating genocide against Hamas and against those who live in Gaza. 
and they are forgetting, they are beginning to erase the fact that it was Israel who was attacked. It was their women and children and grandmothers and young mothers and little babies that were beheaded and raped and killed and massacred and even in some cases dragged down the street behind a pickup. So I, I mentioned this a week ago, I, I, and I think you knew it as well. We could see this coming. There was a, there was a pause in the, kind of the world heartbeat, and people said, wow, this is really bad, because it was really bad what, they, what the terrorists did to Israeli citizens on October 7th. But now we're past that by about 23 days, And all of a sudden, now it's beginning to turn. And the fact that Israel is committed to rooting out the Hamas terrorists, now the world, this big world out here that's partially informed, are beginning to turn, and deeply indoctrinated, are beginning to turn on Israel. And Jolie and other so-called Hollywood celebrities are basically saying the same thing. They're saying, "Oh, yeah, I know it was horrible thing with what what the you know the Hamas did to the the Israelis, and oh my, it breaks my heart." But we can't, we just can't let this go on. They're running out of food, and all of this is going on. And yeah, war is dirty. You read through the Old Testament; there were many wars, and wars are not pretty. But to suggest that we not have them anymore would be to suggest that Jesus was wrong when he said there will be wars and rumors of wars. Because there are wars and rumors of wars. So when you look at this from a natural point of view, and even from, a, in my view, a biblical worldview, you see how initially, the initial response to this tragedy in Israel was rightly directed it was pain in the heart of any decent human being when you saw what was happening to these people but now just in a matter of days the whole narrative that's a word that's overused but the whole narrative now is changing and suddenly Israel is the perpetrator. Israel is the oppressor. And we need to get this turned around and changed and fixed and so on. So far, President Biden has been going along with it. He's been saying, yeah, we'll stand. We've got your back, as he likes to say. He said that to everybody from transgenders to now to Israel. But we'll see what he does. There's some concerns I think that we should have about this as we pray and do whatever we can do in this very, very unusual and very, um, I think, historic time in which we live. The Bible says in Psalm 37:23, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. I suppose the reaction of most good men and women to that verse is, well, I don't think I'm a good person. You know, I'm not perfect and so on. But when we've accepted Christ and he has cleansed us from our sins, we are a good person. And God sees us 
just as though we'd never sinned. He sees us as washed in the blood of the Lamb. And that's how this verse, this psalm, is being directed to those of us who know we're imperfect, but God sees us as clean, as redeemed. Psalm 32, verse 8 says, I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way that thou shalt go. I will guide thee with mine eye. God is, and throughout the Bible, there's a consistency that God's direction for us is not withheld from us, but is given to us. And sometimes in the darkest hour of our lives, when we're really searching for direction in our lives, and maybe we have the biggest decision of our lifetime right in front of us, we have to make that decision one way or the other. And sometimes we feel it's just silence. Or maybe sometimes we almost feel that God isn't forthcoming with his will. Lord, we just want to do your will. We just want to be led by you. We want to honor you. We want to worship you in what we do. And sometimes it's difficult to make those decisions, but God is there to reveal his will to us. We just need to trust him and be open to it. Psalm 23, many of us have memorized Psalm 23. Well, verse 3 in Psalm the 23rd Psalm says, He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. God leads and directs. And I think we live in a time today, and I doubt that anyone, any clear thinking person, would today disagree. We live in historic times. It is playing out before us right now. We don't know how much this war is going to expand, but it seems that on every front it is expanding. President Biden loves to tell all who will listen about how he has been in public office for over 50 years. By doing so, he implies that his political expertise is superior to anyone who would dare try to replace him or evict him from office in one way or another politically. Clearly, biblical morality has not been Biden's guiding light, even though he has self-identified himself as a deeply devout Catholic. Many leaders in his own church have publicly denounced his lack of devotion while using his office to push everything from so-called same-sex marriage to rebranding abortion as women's health care to advocating for the despicable practice of public education indoctrinating little children, causing them to question their gender and their sex at birth to separating and supporting medical procedures that sexually mutilate their bodies. He has stood behind this as president of the United States, most powerful office on the planet. He has put that power behind all of these kinds of activities. Sexually mutilating little kids' bodies, causing permanent and irreversible damage physically, and lingering, if ever, ever recovering from the emotional damage. Then Hamas terrorists attacked Israel, killing innocent babies, young adults, and the elderly indiscriminately, shocking them, shooting them, stabbing them, raping them, beheading them. And the world reacts. And so does President Biden. He makes a series of statements in in support of Israel. 
Now Democratic Representative Parmela Jayapel from Washington State, she's issued a warning. That's I would say it's not just from her, but it's from all of those who are like-minded. I think she's speaking for a lot more people than just herself, but in her elected office, she has a sphere of influence. But I believe she's speaking for a lot more people. She is now has issued a warning to President Biden over his response to the Israel-Hamas war. And as using that as a basis, I'd like to talk to you about why times are so troubling and yet how God is in control of all things. During an appearance on NBC's Meet the Press, the progressive squad member, She's part of that squad. She spoke about how the conflict could affect Biden's 2024 re-election chances. She was looking at this war and all of these atrocities as the next election, because that's what's most important to a so-called progressive. They're not humanitarian, first and foremost. They just aren't. And she was looking at the next election, and she's been very supportive of Biden, and she was trying to put out a warning to him, and I'm sure he or his staff, I don't know if he's aware of it, but his staff would be aware of what she said on NBC's Meet the Press this weekend. But she's telling him, she said, I'm certainly concerned about his approach. She said, he needs to call us to a higher moral place. They are beginning to establish the far left. They're beginning to establish the fact that the higher moral place is for Israel to stand down and not wipe out Hamas, which in effect allows Hamas to recover from the damage that's been done and live to fight another day, meaning live to to kill babies and teenagers and mothers and grandmothers and whomever else another day, which they will do because that is their mission while emphasizing that she supported Biden on numerous domestic policy issues, she said that she, she said, I I may be challenged to explain an issue of this moral significance to the American people. And she said, President Biden must explain this. And she's beginning to push him out. And again, I don't think, she's not the only one saying this. A lot of people are on the left. The American people are actually quite far away from where the president and even the majority of Congress has been on Israel and Gaza, she said. Really? Does she believe that or is she just saying that to see if it'll stick on the wall? Americans support the right for Israel to defend itself and to exist, but they do not support a war crime exchanged for another war crime. This same thing that Angelique Jolie was saying over the weekend on social media. So we support Israel, but we don't support any kind of reaction on their part. They do not support the public, according to JPL and others. They do not support a war crime exchange for another war crime. And I think the president has to be careful about that, she said. I would call on him to bring us to this higher place. But JPL may be in sync with her cohorts in downtown Seattle and San Francisco and New York and wherever else. But she's clueless as to what a majority of the rest of the country believes about the attack on Israel. She's not in step with the country. She's in step with those who elected her. And in a sense, I guess that's what 
representatives do. They represent. She said, I feel like young people, more than anyone in the country, always have their moral compass on perfectly straight. They do? I don't know about that. I think in her mind, in her relativistic approach and worldview, she would see that the young people of this world have their moral compass on perfectly straight because the young people who have been consistently indoctrinated from kindergarten to university are coming out on the streets, and that's who's out on the streets around the world. And they're agreeing with with her, and she's no young person, I can tell you, but they're agreeing with her far left because they've been indoctrinated to believe it. Once you get through this batch of kids that are out there, young adults, that have been so blatantly indoctrinated on all of the leftist ideology, once you get through that group of people, then the numbers change dramatically. And what she's saying and how she's identified America in regards to this Israeli matter is not at all where America is. And I would think she would know that, but doesn't care. If she can mislead more people, that's fine. She's going to do it. Polling shows that Americans not only support Israel, but also many of the countermeasures they're taking in the wake of this brutal October 7th attack. YouGov Economist survey was put out. It, they did the survey October 14th through 17th. They found that only 18% of Americans thought that is, the Israeli government's response has been too harsh. Only 18%. That would be General Jayapal. She would be part of that 18%. Only 18% of Americans thought the Israeli government's response has been too harsh. 32% thought it was about right, and 22% thought it was not harsh enough. That's at least 54% support Israel's response. There's a Quinnipiac University national poll that's out there as well over the weekend. They found that voters 76 to 17%. 76% to 17% think supporting Israel is in the national interest of the United States. Republicans, 84% to 12% Democrats, 76% to 17%, and independents, 74% to 19%, think supporting Israel is in the national interest of the United States. Voters, 64 to 28% approve of the United States sending weapons and military equipment to Israel in response to the Hamas terrorist attack. And Republicans, 79 to 19%, Democrats, 59 to 29%, and Independents, 61 to 32% approve of the United States sending weapons and military equipment. It should be noted that the voters, 18 through 34 Disapprove. They agree with Jayapal. They disapprove. 51 to 39 percent of the United States sending of this this group uh, disapprove of the United States sending weapons and military equipment to Israel in response to the Hamas terrorist attack. This is a direct result of a generation or so being indoctrinated on a number of moral issues to embrace this relativistic, far left, mostly Marxist worldview. Legitimate polling shows Jayapal is dead wrong. 
But she doesn't care. None of the left, the so-called progressives, care. They just put things out there. Joe Biden is the leader of the pack. He just says things. The media pants after him, and even now his friendly media that props him up, literally sometimes, they're coming down and say, well, this isn't that the president said this and that's not true. I mean, it's gotten so bad that even they're admitting that he's just not telling the truth on matters. He doesn't care. He just keeps going. It doesn't matter. The end with these people, the end always justifies the means. That's why it is righteous to lie if it helps you achieve your noble end. That is Marxism in its most stark form. These are the folks that generally who in turn go out to these mass demonstrations that you see on television. It gives the impression that a majority support Hamas, not Israel. That's not true. It is, I mean, just isn't, simply isn't true according to polling by a number of different highly rated and highly Uh, respected polling organizations. There's more. I shared a couple of them with you. The same minority group is already calling for a ceasefire, and they're putting pressure on Biden to tell Israel that they can't go ahead and root out these terrorists. And Biden, my gut feeling is he's going to cave. He can't help himself. He always stumbles and falls on the left. He doesn't stand by what he says. Those are the voices that Representative Jayapal is attuned to because it reflects her own worldview. The Quinnipiac University pollster said this in concluding of their report. They said, with young voters, the exception, there is overwhelming support for making sure Israel has the arms it needs. Which side is to blame for the spiraling crisis? No ambivalence there, this uh, Quinnipiac poll says. It is Hamas, say registered voters, who deeply worry the conflict could metastasize and consume the Middle East. JPL has been one of President Biden's biggest supporters, she says, and I, I believe that's probably true. However, she worries that his response to Israel will cost him support from the Arab and Muslim voters. She said, I'm certainly concerned about this approach. An approach? Could it? Could these kinds of decisions that has monumental impact on the world, could it be, is there any possibility that the left could deem these kinds of decisions as more than an approach? Is there anywhere left in the left, the leftist movement in this nation, where there, there somebody takes a stand, not on as an approach to the upcoming election, but a stand on what is right? We have had presidents who have done that in the past. We certainly don't now. Will he cave regarding his public support for Israel? I have not seen, and I've watched him very closely because of this radio program, but throughout my life, from the time I was a very young man, I've observed politics because I believe politics reflects the the, the character and, and kind of the beliefs 
of a community, of a nation. And I paid attention to it as a youth pastor and a pastor and so on. I've talked about it from the pulpit in sermons. I've never seen Joe Biden not cave and go to the left on anything. Perhaps this will be the first time. But I doubt it. Michelle Obama said, not so long ago, she said, quote, I have learned that as long as I hold fast to my beliefs and values and follow my own moral compass, then the only expectations I need to live up to are my own. That is the anthem of the left, that statement. On its face, it looks like, well, she's being true to herself and be your own person and blah, blah, blah. But she's saying much more than that. She's saying what I believe is the absolute gospel, the right belief. And if I follow my own moral compass, not someone else's, certainly not God's moral compass, if I follow my own moral compass, then I don't have to answer to anybody. I just need to live up to my own beliefs. If I believe it, it's true. That's relativism. That's progressivism in its finest form. If I believe it, it's true. That's the problem. If our value structure and our belief system, our worldview is based on nothing more than our own independent, usually transitory beliefs, we have nothing. We're lost at sea without a rudder. It's written that without a king... Everyone does what is right in their own eyes. The Bible has a whole part of history condensed into those verses. And it talks about and it shows the results of people doing what is right in their own eyes. Man is not capable of navigating life on his own successfully. He will hit the rocks, and as the, 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 the ship illustration, he will hit the rocks and he will sink. We're not capable. We need a Savior. We need to have our sins forgiven. We need to have a personal relationship with God through his Son, Jesus Christ. And we must follow God's Word, which is the ultimate authority. And God's Word gives us the truth. Jesus is the Word made flesh. And we have the, the Word of God through following the Word and the Bible. And leaders who look to the Bible for general leadership are leaders who are most effective. Not trying to force religion on a culture or a country, but simply using God's word as a lamp and a light to make the most important decisions that they will make in their lifetime. We don't have that. Thomas Jefferson said politically, he said, in matters of style, swim with the current. In matters of principle, stand like a rock. I think in today's political theater, it's mostly style. Principle? Not so much. Unfortunately, today's politicians mostly swim with the current. We need leadership. There are exceptions, but we must find and elect those leaders 
who stand like a rock. Thanks for being with me today. Thank you for your support. I'll see you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.